Hello, and welcome to another episode of the B2B Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Trainer. Today, we continue our series featuring subject matter experts joining the program. Today, I welcome Anthony Blattner to the podcast. Anthony is the CMO at Modern Media Advertising. They're an agency that almost exclusively focuses on LinkedIn, which is both organic and paid, and have been exclusively doing this for almost the past three years. LinkedIn is a platform all B2B marketers and founders should be using to reach their ideal customers. During our discussion, Anthony covers everything he does to help modern media's B2B clients get staggering results from LinkedIn. If your B2B startup is stuck and looking to expand beyond your network, and where have we heard that before, then this discussion will be very important. LinkedIn gives you the ability to target niche audiences at scale, which means you can introduce your brand to an entirely new audience. Anthony shares best practices on how to do this effectively, and we also discuss best formats, organic versus paid, and even a slew of new tools coming to the LinkedIn platform. LinkedIn is and should be the top platform for B2B founders and their startups. And as a reminder, if you listen to and enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite platform and share it with your friends and colleagues that might enjoy it as well. Thank you for listening, and now on to the interview. Good afternoon, Anthony. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brett. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's good to have you here. I've actually been excited about this. You know, one of the benefits of being a podcast host is you get to have people you can learn from <laughs> as you bring it on. You know, LinkedIn has been one of my preferred platforms, and I know I'm not leveraging it. And, you know, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on was to dig into this to find out how we can better leverage that tool. But before we go too deep in that, why don't you give, you know, the audience a little bit of a background of what you and uh, the team at, at Modern Media are working on today. Sure. So we are a LinkedIn-focused agency. Uh, most of our work is doing LinkedIn ads. So we're, all of our clients are B2B businesses, and we're helping them target a professional audience on LinkedIn and then generate leads, usually building the ad campaigns and then appointment setting funnels after that, but manage the whole process for clients and help them get the best results out of that. Okay, and 100% LinkedIn, your agency, you, you guys went all in on the B2B or the LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn, the primary focus. Often campaigns will have retargeting done on other cheaper channels, such as okay. like Google, but usually traffic generation starts on LinkedIn, acquiring high quality traffic off of LinkedIn. And then once people, once you acquire those leads, retargeting them via other means, which is like Facebook and Google. Gotcha. And we'll get into some of those, those tactics as well. But, you know, what kind of led you down the path into a, a LinkedIn agency? As I kind of alluded to before we started recording, there's not a lot of people that are doing it. And I think it, it is an undervalued area. But what, what led you specifically into this space? Oh, for me specifically, um, I guess it kind of goes all the way back to the start of my career. Um, I've always been in B2B tech enterprise tech space. I originally moved to Austin to work for IBM and as a developer building software and building websites for e-commerce companies, I was on the team that would go out to these big companies and build their sites and help them you know, get all that set up along with like from the e-commerce site to the marketing and how all that connects and all that good stuff. Um, so I started on a really big scale and then being in Austin, I got really got involved in the startup community around here and fell in love with it. And after a few years at IBM, spun off to start my own mobile app development agency. Okay. So we were building mobile apps and got to work with a variety of companies in Austin from very small brand new startups to some bigger tech companies, 
uh, that we would partner with. And we, we were able to build a number of pretty successful apps. We had a number of clients that went on to get acquired. We worked with UT, University of Texas. We built a big app for Texas A&M. Um, so I saw a lot of big app launches that did really well. You know, back, back in the day, it was like, you know, build an app and everyone's going to it. <laughs> yeah. Build it and they will come. <laughs> right. And, and we did see a lot of companies do very well and have a lot of success with it. But I also saw a lot of you know, startups that spent just as much time and effort and money on these apps, but without a good marketing plan afterwards, their app would just sit on the app store and you know, not go anywhere. So while some apps did seem like they could build it and they will come, that was not always the case. I saw the, you know, the need for that marketing. And me starting that mobile app agency, I did marketing for the agency. And then we also just naturally got pulled into helping out with the marketing for a lot of our clients after we built these apps. So that was my kind of initial segue into the marketing world. And then as we did various forms of marketing for these apps, just finding over and over again, you know, LinkedIn was the best channel. Most of our clients were B2B software, professional software that we were building. So in the end, just LinkedIn was, has been always, has last few years been the best channel for most of these campaigns. So that's been our sole focus since then. Got it. Well, and I think it makes sense. And if it's anything like Google or Facebook with them changing algorithms and, you know, how they reward, if you will, or, you know, elevate certain posts and different ads. I mean, if you're not on top of it, I'm guessing on almost a daily, at least weekly basis, right, it's going to change. And then all of a sudden you're not going to perform as well, right? Right, exactly. Okay. Awesome. Smaller on LinkedIn. So you do have to refresh ads more often because audiences are smaller. So they might see your ads more often. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been doing specifically with LinkedIn three, four years now. How long have you been focused on LinkedIn? Yeah. I'd say LinkedIn has been our priority for about two and a half years. Marketing focus, probably like the three to four year range, but LinkedIn specifically about two and a half years. Okay. Awesome. And I know the majority of what I want to talk about today is kind of the strategy and tactics and how you know, founders of companies should be thinking about, you know, paid with, with LinkedIn, because I know you can get really targeted, but maybe before we go there, you know, there's a lot of myths and there's a lot of tricks and there's a lot of, you know, best practices with some of the organic on LinkedIn. So maybe you could help the audience just think about if you're, you know, you've got a LinkedIn profile, you may be liking a little bit of content. What's, you know, a good way to get started to maximize your time on LinkedIn, kind of on the organic side, then we'll, we'll move over to the paid side. Yeah. And that's a good way to phrase it and position it. So LinkedIn organic, you know, before you get into the ad side of things, you probably should get comfortable with the organic side and you know, use the free side to the extent that is available. And then once you're comfortable and getting good results there, then moving into ads, ads are like throwing fuel on the fire. So, you know, so then, then you can go take whatever results you're getting and scale it from there. But LinkedIn Organic, there's a few different options. Your number one starts with filling out your profile, making sure that you're representing yourself and your company well. There'll be a certain amount of people that, if you do run ads, that will click through you know, your company name to go check out your profile. So it's important that they have that it looks professional, up to date, all filled out there. Because online, when somebody doesn't know anything about you, people are going to judge a book, book by its cover because that's all the information that they have. So there's a bunch of different tips and tricks on you know, filling out your information, but essentially make sure you use high quality content, make sure it's all filled out. And then one tip I like to use is uh, a lot of our strategy revolves around lead magnets and what is the reason someone's going to opt in to receive more information. So I like to weave those into company page content and personal profile page content as far as you know, someone's researching you or your company, what is the next step you want them to take? And give them a little you know, incentive to go click through and maybe a guide that they're going to download to start their relationship. 
So number one is making sure your profiles are filled out. And then number two, you know, posting on LinkedIn, just kind of like how Facebook works, posts can go you know, just as viral on LinkedIn. So being active, you know, as you build your network on LinkedIn, being active and posting, LinkedIn's doing an interesting job of you know, doing a good job of promoting posts throughout your network and your others connections networks and using hashtags and other tags as well. So as you post content, you usually find between three to five hashtags is about the sweet spot. If you go more, okay. you find LinkedIn tends to throttle your posts. So you don't want to do the Instagram thing and put as many hashtags on there as possible. <laughs> 40, right? I believe is the yeah. threshold for them. Yeah. So three to five, you know, make it look professional and classy, keep it classy. But, you know, pushing regularly is good, you know, as you get more, more connections yourself. And as your posts get more likes and stuff like that, LinkedIn will start naturally uh, promoting them throughout your network. Okay. So, and yeah. do, you, do you think of what is kind of the optimal number of times per week? Is it minimum once per week, once the day max? What's kind of where you find you know, the sweet spot or the, a good comfort area for folks to get maximum value out of it? Yeah, I'd usually say a couple times a week. I'd actually give the maximum of try to keep yourself to one per day. We find that more than one per day and LinkedIn tends to limit that. You don't want to do back-to-back-to-back posts. Um, if you do one in the morning and one in the evening, then that's okay. But doing two too close together, you're going to limit your reach. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know there's different channels. And historically, when I've, I did get a lot more success, if you will, or views or likes or engagement with you know, posts that either have just an image and or no images, which seems counter, right? You think you have a nice image or a little video snippet in there would draw better engagement than not. I'm guessing that's changing or it does change through LinkedIn, but kind of where, what's kind of your recommendation right now on kind of format of a post? Yeah, usually, usually adding an image helps, uh, not always. The way that the LinkedIn algorithm works is actually within the first hour that you post something, LinkedIn kind of evaluates what's the feedback in that first hour. It's going to send it, show it to a very small segment of your network. And if that segment engages, then that's kind of their initial, hey, this is a good post. Let's promote it more. So that first hour is an important time to, so you, you know, you want to post during you're coming up to a high traffic hour. So maybe like right before work in the morning, lunch hour, and then right after work tend to be the best times. So whether, whatever the content is in it, we actually find it's more about what kind of engagement you get initially. So something to help with that is by tagging other people and companies in posts, they get a notification as soon as that post is made. So oftentimes we find that that's useful because someone else can get a notification and then they're likely to go back to that post and like it. And notifications have to happen right away. So that gives them more likely that that's within the first hour, someone's going to like it and then Got it. And is there a, sorry for all these <laughs> learning questions, but you know, if you make a post and somebody comments on it, is it going to reward you more if you comment back or re- reply back within that first hour? So the more engagement you can get in that first hour is going to be optimal. Is that the way I'm hearing it? It's like, okay. yeah, starting conversations on those posts and, and going back and forth. Awesome. Now that's very helpful. I've already got a few notes that I'll start updating with, with mine as well. And you know, one of the Two other newer features, and maybe not newer for for some of us. You know, the I know newsletter is still is that still in beta? Or have they released that yet? Um, as far as I know, it's still in beta. Yeah. Okay. And then the other one I get, or I'm confused by, because I hardly get it, you know any engagement is when I write an article mm-hmm. on LinkedIn versus the post. 
And just subconsciously, it seems like, man, why would I keep posting an article? But everybody keeps telling me that there's a lot of value in doing the article, even if you're not getting the engagement. Maybe you could, you know, share some insights on the the myth or the legend of the <laughs> of the article versus the post. Yeah, articles don't get as much as we would like them to, as far as traffic and views and all that good stuff. They are two different types of content, so I do see. Posting is more the social media side of things, and then okay. it's more like the SEO type of side of things. Because we see that content on LinkedIn articles will get indexed by Google, and that's probably where most of your traffic's going to come from. LinkedIn doesn't promote articles a ton. Someone might click through your profile and then see your content section, and then they click through there. But for the most part, LinkedIn doesn't do a ton of promotion as far as like, oh, he wrote an article, we'll send it to his network, and his network doesn't see too much of that. So for the most part, it's usually going to be coming through SEO, Google indexing that article, and then people going to it. So they're kind of just two different modalities. What I'd say the way, the way I personally use it the most is, you know, I'll do my day-to-day social media posting, and that's what I, where I look for getting engagement in LinkedIn. And then every once in a while, I'll, and as I, as I write blogs, I'll syndicate them and repost them onto LinkedIn articles just for more chances to get our content indexed and then get links to our own profiles and then also back to our website. Okay. Now that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, one last tactical question on this before we transition to the, the ad side is, you know, to put the link, I know all these social platforms want to keep you on their platform. So a link to an outside post or a link to, you know, a podcast, you know, that the conventional wisdom used to be, and maybe it still is, you know, put it in the first comment. But now I'm hearing that, LinkedIn's, you know, they're not dumb, so they can figure out if you're putting links in the first comment. So any insights on, you know, links to videos, YouTube comment or uh, podcasts, kind of best practices these days? Yes, links definitely get throttled uh, by pretty much all platforms. It is possible to have a, a post that goes viral with a link in it, but it's less likely. What I usually do is at tag whoever it is and like have that link then be on that company page or on that so that genius <laughs> at tag, you know, in LinkedIn's eyes keeps them on the platform, but then on that personal profile or on that company page, then there's the link to go get the end content. Got it. It makes sense. Okay. All right. That was really, really helpful. And now that, you know, we'll digest this and we'll give the audience a chance and they can push pause and come back. But, you know, where I was really interested in is how do I leverage, you know, kind of the paid search, right? I've got a podcast that's going and, you know, the personal business and some other stuff that I'd really, I haven't done really paid yet. So like I said, B2B is my primary by the name of the title of the podcast and who I work with. So why don't we do kind of what is LinkedIn ads and maybe we can get into, again, the best practices and how you work with people and what you've seen best practices as, you know, you kick off this type of campaign. Yeah. So starting from the top, LinkedIn ads, our LinkedIn's advertising platform integrates with LinkedIn works similarly to like how Facebook and Facebook ads work. These are going to be usually most commonly ads in the newsfeed. So someone's scrolling through the newsfeed on LinkedIn, they're going to see different ads from different companies. LinkedIn also has interesting features for sponsored in-mail, which are messages that will show up in your inbox and then a couple other different types of ad units. But sponsored content is the most common one that we use. LinkedIn, some different things to think about is LinkedIn does tend to be a more expensive platform than say Facebook. You're going to pay for the, for the targeting capabilities that it does give you, but LinkedIn's targeting capabilities are very effective and very valuable. So if you are a B2B company and you're 
need to target a niche decision maker at scale. For the most part, LinkedIn's the only place in, that you can do that in a lot of cases. And you know, I'm always, whenever I talk to people, sometimes they'll give me some very specific job titles or industries or niches to go after. And I'm always like, okay, you know, let's see what this audience looks like. And it's always important to size up your audience first to make sure there's just a, you know, enough that you can run a successful campaign out of. Um, but I'm always surprised at how many people we can find in some of these extremely niche audiences, whether we're using like, you know, specific job titles or skills to get very specific on who it is that we want to target. And a lot, of, a lot of cases, LinkedIn's the only place where you can do that at scale. So if you're a B2B company and you're selling a higher ticket offer, then LinkedIn's a good option for you. So like I said, LinkedIn does tend to be a little bit more expensive of a platform. So usually you want to acquire your high quality traffic, you know, these, these niche people, these decision makers on LinkedIn. And then once, you know, once they sign up to usually our campaigns will be lead magnet focused. So often... So this is top of funnel. Usually this is the first time someone's hearing about you or your company. So we find that offers that are like contact us now or sign up for a demo or buy now, you know, those have very low conversion rates because it's usually the first time someone's seeing your company. See, right. You want to start, you know, start with an, a lower barrier to entry of something that's going to grab somebody's attention and give them a reason to sign up. So we find the lead magnet strategy is the best for doing that. And a lead magnet is a little guide or asset of value that's going to be interesting to somebody in your target audience. What that usually looks like is like a checklist, you know, a checklist for your industry, a short ebook or white paper. We actually find the shorter, easily digestible ones perform the best because really your, your goal is to interest somebody to sign up to learn more and to have them consume that piece of content. So a hundred page ebook is a little overwhelming. So those don't do very well because someone's going to download that and then see it's a hundred pages and be like, Oh, I'll come back to this later. And then they never come back. Right. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this looks great. Oh man. Yeah. It's too long. And I, and even I, I, I'm, I sign up for a lot of things just to, just like ads that grab my attention. I always like sign up just to inspect others marketing. But yeah, when I see it's like a really long, PDF, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to read this. <laughs> so we find like the short, the short white papers, the short guides, about one to one to three pages of a PDF, just given, just teaching something, a quick win to your prospect, because you want them to feel like they learned something, feel like it was valuable enough that they traded their email address essentially to sign up for it and give them a chance to start getting familiar with you and your company you know, they're going to see your branding. And then at the end of the document, usually, you know, throughout the document, but at the end of the document, you want to, you know, position yourself as the solution or the next step, a little call to action, click through here to book a demo, schedule a consultation call and go from there. So most of our funnels, most of the companies we work with, they, their next step is they want to set up a consultation call. So signing up leads, doing the lead generation. And then usually the next step is some kind of meeting, you know, with the okay. seller. So whether it's a consultation call or what, sometimes it's a sign up for a free demo or sometimes it's like a free trial or download, you know, download something afterwards. But whatever that next step is, then that would be your call to action afterwards. So usually we're building funnels that someone's going to generate leads on LinkedIn and then that lead is going to have the option to go through to get more information or take whatever that next step is afterwards. Yeah, I think just to reiterate the, the value of this. So, you know, with my podcast, I get the chance to interview founders that have scaled their business and we kind of look at it as a million, you know, a million plus, right? And 
interestingly, as we started spending more time breaking down, getting through that threshold, really what it was, and it could vary, a million is kind of arbitrary, but it was really building their business beyond their network, right? They, most of these companies were super successful selling, hey, I've got this widget or this service, Pretty, depending on the size of your network they bought, they sold, then now all of a sudden and really to scale the business, you've got to reach people, as you just said, that don't know you, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe, hopefully they know they have the problem that you solve. And the best way to do this could be, or one of the ways it sounds like is, you know, through LinkedIn, because one, um, and with this type of a ad, you're not only, you know, the brand awareness, creating brand awareness, right? You're also educating, and then three, you can add, hey, learn more about us here. So it's not like a TV spot that's going to go by, oh, I think I heard about that company. So I think it's really could be a really powerful tool for these founders as they start to look expanding the network. And so even if it is a little more expensive, the return on it could be, you know, massive based on time savings, right? And marketing spend in a lot of other different areas. Yeah, because for the most part, a lot, a lot of the companies that we work with, like there's just no other good place to target these people at scale. So LinkedIn's the only place that you can really do that. So, yeah. Okay, and so that leads me to the next maybe observation question is, if you're going to spend the type of money, you really need to have the process or system, depending on how you want to define internally to, you know, to work through the leads that are coming in because one of the biggest wastes that I see is, Hey, you're actually generating some leads. People are raising their hand. You got one person to sift through all these leads. There's not a process around it. And it's just, you know, a way. So I'm love for you to kind of dig in a little bit on some of the companies you work with. And, you know, I'm assuming they have these processes or you help them set up these processes to make sure that they can take advantage of it. Yeah. And that is a great point. So that is like, you know, we can help you generate as many leads as you want, as you, as you want, you know, just based on ad spend, crank it up, crank it down. But being able to work your leads is the next most important step afterwards. So definitely some best practices that we recommend to people. So again, this is a top of funnel strategy. It's usually the first time someone's hearing about you or your company. So they're, they're receiving some kind of you know, information from you and you know, they, they've signed up to receive this. So you're getting in exchange, you're getting their email address. So you want to follow up, of course, over email. Usually there's a few emails that should go out right away to send them the lead magnet. And then shortly after, you know, maybe send them a follow-up to be like, Hey, here's the next step. If you're interested in taking the next step, retargeting people on Facebook and on Google at this point is good because LinkedIn does tend to be a more expensive channel. Uh, LinkedIn also has a higher minimum threshold before you can retarget people than Facebook. So usually we find it's faster and cheaper to retarget people on Facebook. So LinkedIn's minimum is 300 people. Facebook's minimum is about 100, 100 people. So okay. we'll take the leads we're generating on LinkedIn. We'll add those as a custom audience in Facebook to continue retargeting people there. But you know, really, really what gets the best performance is this is someone starting a conversation with you and your company, following up with them. It's usually like an outbound sales effort at this point of you know, these leads are coming in. Now you need your sales team to go and work these leads. So it's usually calling out to these people to you know, continue the conversation afterwards and Again, they've, they've had one touch point essentially with you and your company. They've signed up to receive more info. So your next follow-up shouldn't be the direct by now at this point. It should still be somewhat discovery. How can I help you? And, you know, what else can I, you know, assist you with today? Blah, blah, the facilitation more than the selling, right? Exactly. exactly. And, that, and then those companies that who do that successfully, then if you're generating the lead, if you're generating these perfect leads and you're turning them into sales opportunities and closing them, then that's where you get the best results. 
That makes sense. And I guess too, the other, even maybe the step before that is, you know, at this point, make sure you know who you're targeting, right? And have it, I mean, this is almost a, again, the account-based marketing is thrown around quite a bit, but I think this is a more digital version of that, that, hey, I know exactly who I'm targeting, right? I, and I may be the same, I may be doing the ads, I may be the lead follow-up, but again, it's, you know who you're going after. And I think, as you mentioned, LinkedIn gives it, is, is very good about the targeting. So take the time up front to know exactly who you're targeting, what you want to offer versus, hey, let me try LinkedIn ads. And, you know, you generate or you don't generate anything. And then, you know, there's no ROI and they, they give up on the channel. I'm guessing that's a, an all too common tale as well. Yes. And I'd say that when I audit accounts or look at accounts, and just so they talk to people, you know, a lot of people have maybe tried Facebook and they're looking to go to LinkedIn. And there's two differences, you know, a couple differences between the way that LinkedIn ads work versus the way Facebook ads work. So the, one of the biggest issues I see most people is doing is making that initial audience too big on LinkedIn. They just throw all the job titles, all the industries that could be potential customers in there. And then you have a huge audience, but then you find low conversion rates because you're not pinpointing that perfect person and you, you can do that on LinkedIn. So be very specific about who you target. And the reason why a lot of people do this is because on Facebook, Facebook, you rely on the AI algorithm a lot to do this for okay. you. Where on Facebook, you give it a big audience and you say, go find me the people that are most likely to convert. And you set your conversion campaign up on Facebook and it's going to go optimize towards who's converting. But it has to do a lot of testing behind the scenes for that to happen on LinkedIn. And also on Facebook, you're usually paying per impression. So you're paying every impression that somebody sees. On LinkedIn, as opposed, you, know, you can get precise on that single person that you wanna target who is most likely to convert. So LinkedIn ads do tend to be a bit more expensive. So if you don't have a massive budget, why not just target that perfect person? Yeah. Who, hey, if every click turns into a, a lead for you, then that's your optimal conversion rate. So usually if we find that audiences are way too big. Most, most people are setting up audiences way, be way too big. We wanna be as specific as possible, you know, above some kind of threshold. We usually say about about thirty thousand is is a good minimum, and then between thirty to thirty to eighty thousand in an audience is a good audience. Above eighty thousand, you probably have the opportunity to get more specific. The other thing on LinkedIn is you're usually paying for every per click. You're usually paying CPC on LinkedIn at least to start. So you want to eliminate any un irrelevant clicks of people who are not a good fit. So we don't want to just give it you know all business owners. Whereas you might have specific industries that are the best fit for you. Right. You give it all business owners because if somebody clicks on that and they're not really a good fit, then you just pay for that click. So, you know, why not just be specific in that perfect person? Now, does LinkedIn give you, like I said, I'll be testing this after we're done recording, but is LinkedIn pretty intuitive with their tool and their, their selection? Do you have to sign up for a specific account? How... How do you get access to, I, to my knowledge, I don't think they've ever even presented an ad in front of me to do a LinkedIn ad. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't, they don't advertise their own ads platform a ton. And like, even if you're a LinkedIn user, you don't see a lot of CTAs for the ads. No. But you just go to ads.linkedin.com. Anybody can go in there and create an account. Ad accounts, ad accounts are free to create. You know, of course, you got to pay for your ad spend when you get to that point. But one little tip or trick is, when you create your ad account, every ad account has a LinkedIn Insight tag associated with it. It's kind of like the Facebook Pixel. It's a little piece of code you'll put on your website and it'll give you some analytics based on the traffic your website's receiving. One of the most valuable things is you can break down that traffic into job functions, job titles. So you can see what are the most common job titles who are visiting my site. 
But even more valuable is they will show you the company names, the top company names of your visitors. So maybe on like a weekly or monthly basis, take a look at that data. And if there's company names that you're seeing in there that are not currently customers or prospects, go reach out to those companies because, hey, they're on your website week to week. Go reach out and start a sales conversation. Yeah, as long as you don't scare them, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw you were browsing my site. <laughs> and you know, before we we kind of transition a little bit, I, you know, are you seeing a lot of companies that have you know we're obviously working with you have had the success? Are they putting the majority of their ad spend into LinkedIn now? Are you seeing people starting to convert that versus I'm going to do some Google ads, I'm going to do some Facebook? Again, this I think is an underappreciated and obviously not in your world, but you know, channel for folks to, to explore. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the company. Google search marketing is definitely very valuable and like being able to capture searches that have high intent is, is a great channel. But we do find like Google search is pretty competitive these days, especially for yeah. a lot of keywords. Like I, I say LinkedIn's expensive relatively where like your CPC on LinkedIn might be six or 12 bucks in the U S I've heard of Google keywords being 50 to a hundred bucks or more, you know, for like certain like personal injury keywords and stuff like that. Oh yeah. 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 And, and so back in my mobile app days, all the mobile app keywords were being bought up by Verizon and AT&T. And like those keywords were incredibly expensive too. So, you know, I've experienced it also. So Google can be extremely expensive and hard to get in that market because it's just one channel. Everyone's being on the same keywords. So, so yeah, so LinkedIn's a good, another option. And we are seeing, you know, for the companies that we work with, we only work with B2B companies. Um, so for them, for most of them, you know, LinkedIn is the best channel to be able to target their audience. I always remember one, probably one account that like kind of cemented it the most for me, just like as an advertiser was a big data platform that we were working with or we were getting ready to bring on. And as we were reviewing their past ad accounts on Facebook and Google, um, you know, they hadn't done LinkedIn yet. They were just on Facebook and Google. A lot of the leads they were getting were just not good leads and they were spending a good chunk on ads. And, you know, for the most part, I'd say they were following best practices, looking at over their Google account, they had the right keywords, they were doing negatives, but still most of the people who were signing up were, it was, it was a big data company. So most of these people were looking for like data research or like information about big data, but they weren't necessarily looking to buy this platform okay. and this was an enterprise platform with a high price point. So most of these people were like students or, you know, just kind of people doing research or people looking for jobs. And like I said, they were doing, for the most part, they were following best practices for like negative. So trying to keep those people out, but that was just, those people are still getting in. And like, that was just the majority of their leads. And then on the Facebook side of things, they were running Facebook ads, but lots of people who were clicking through and signing up were just not good fits. And they clicked through because it was like a pretty picture or something in the video caught their attention and they clicked on the form, they submitted it you know, through Facebook. but. And they were just okay, you're a student or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Again, where LinkedIn could be a much better filter and you know, self-select people out, and then you're only talking to the people you really want to talk to, which which makes sense. And isn't and maybe it's changed a little bit, but isn't you know Google AdWords more of a call to action platform than it is, you know, the brand awareness, you know, education that we talked about? Or I guess it could be used for both, but yeah, it can be used for both. But you know, the the value of Google search is like you have somebody who's has very high intent and is searching out a solution. So that's where it has the most value. Sure, some people might be doing just general research and you can put a, what we call a brand awareness ad in front of them that goes maybe to a blog post. Yeah. But the value of Google is, yeah, being able to capture that very high intent search. Got it, got it, got it. To kind of finish that story about that big data platform. Story, oh yeah, please, sorry. We, we created a LinkedIn campaign for them. We targeted mid-sized 
tech companies and specifically data science titles at those companies. And just right out of the gates, like day one, I remember like week one, we had a handful of leads by then. And they were just like, these are the perfect titles, the perfect companies. These people can afford our software. Their sales team was just so happy. They shut down Facebook and Google and just pushed it all over to LinkedIn advertising. So, you know, a case like that, like for them, LinkedIn was the only place they could really target that audience on at scale. Facebook was just not getting good leads and, and Google just not getting the right kind of leads and just really expensive keywords also. So for them, moved all their, they moved all their ads been over to you know, LinkedIn at that point. And then that was, that was uh, a great, you know, that campaign performed very well. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense, especially with some of the newer, unique job titles, right? Data center, maybe not so new anymore, but now, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, I think I want to be re- respectful of your time. And I said, you've already given us a lot to, uh, to think about work on a lot of value, but you know, what's, what's next for you and the, and the team as you guys are looking forward? Yeah. Uh, so we're pretty excited about the LinkedIn platform right now. It got, you know, LinkedIn got acquired by Microsoft a couple of years ago and we didn't see a lot change in the beginning. And we're, <laughs> we're sitting here like one of the biggest tech companies in the world just acquired this platform. But you know, we were expecting all these new developments, all these new features. And we're like, you know, what are they doing? My hunch is they were working in the back to, you know, figure, figure out how to connect all their platforms because in the last few months, and, and also I think COVID helped accelerate this timeline, the need for some of these features. We've seen several new features released this year that we're very excited about. So, you know, for, for the most part, LinkedIn does tend to follow Facebook in a lot of ways. So Facebook Live came out, you know, has been out for a while. LinkedIn Live came out this year and has been an interesting new feature. Uh, LinkedIn events have come out. LinkedIn polls have just come out. LinkedIn stories are in beta right now. And you've mentioned like LinkedIn newsletters. So there's a lot of new features that are coming out that we're seeing that are we're very excited about because LinkedIn's mentioned many times, like these will be available in ads very soon. The, the other new one is conversation ads. These are, these are very new in LinkedIn. And these are kind of like a chatbot experience where LinkedIn's had the standard sponsored in-mail ads where you would just put a message in someone's inbox and they would you know just click through or opt in now you can offer them a more chatbot experience in that ad where you can offer a couple different messages that they can click on Ah, okay so very excited to see that i think this is linkedin's first couple steps towards chatbots and you know i don't know if chatbots are going to be the best thing for a b2b audience but uh, we've seen how popular they become on facebook Every, you know, most pages, most popular pages have a, some kind of chat bot that will pop up, give you some options. We see a lot of engagement there. I'm very excited to see LinkedIn uh, kind of get more in that space too. Yeah, that could be interesting, especially when you're looking at, is somebody ready to buy more of an intent or in the, on your website, you could take them to the, you know, the, the white paper, the checklist, or, hey, here's the, the buy now based on kind of what their intent was with that. would be interesting. And I did, I'm starting to see the polls all over the place. I don't know. I haven't really dug in. Is that what's what's the, the initial reaction been to the polls? Has it been positive or hard to say yet? Well, I mean, I don't think it's going to be that is going to be a huge thing, but it's it's good to see that stuff coming out because they have mentioned like that will be available in ads. So just knowing that these new features are coming out, like polls is just one of them, and that knowing that we'll have access to that in ads. You know, whether we're eventually creating LinkedIn story ads with polls in it, but hey, maybe there's something interesting there we can create. Yeah. Yeah, the stories could be interesting as well. I mean, you're right. Instagram, everybody's got them, but from an, a work, you know, could be, I don't know. It'd be could interesting. I'm sure just as anything, people will go over the top, but 
Fascinating. Well, once some of these features start coming out, we may have to have you back on to talk about, you know, the next gen here of LinkedIn. But as I close out most of the, or all the podcast interviews, you know, I'd love to ask the guests, you know, we've had the COVID, we've had the, uh, the quarantine. So, you know, maybe what's, what's one thing that you would highly recommend right now, whether it be personal, professional, other? Yeah. So as I've been noodling on this, I'd say, you know, for myself, I kind of think big picture, like for me, especially on LinkedIn, I've tried to learn as much as possible. And I've found the most information from like joining specific groups of things that I want to get involved with, whether it's that group has a podcast or whether it's like just a, you know, maybe a Facebook or a LinkedIn group that I join. I learn from those people. I found like having those conversations and asking those specific questions. And those are some of the most valuable you know, places where I've learned the most. So, you know, you can go read a book. And so, so you can go like read a blog or like read, you know, read a book or like watch a video about something, but oftentimes you might have a very specific question you need to get answered. So I found that some of these communities out there have been um, awesome for being able to like ask a specific question and maybe like share, you know, I've had times like before where I've, I've like shared new updates, you know, stuff on LinkedIn and someone's like, Oh, you know, I've just, I was just running into that problem myself. Like now I know what to do. So just having those conversations, I found my communities online, especially right now, while we're all kind of forced online right now have been pretty valuable to me. Yeah, that's a great idea. And that's something I've definitely underutilized and not spent enough time. And, you know, I don't hear a ton of people talking about it, but everybody that does gets so much value from it. And most of the time I've heard it from, you know, Facebook groups and I just don't spend a ton of time on Facebook, but I know LinkedIn has got options and, you know, there's some third party platforms that are creating their own communities. Yeah, definitely a lot of value and something that I need to check out. So, so as we close this out, Anthony, if there's folks which that want to get in touch with you, which I'm sure there is going to be, what's the best way for them to find you? So I'm on LinkedIn, of course, you can find me the only Anthony Blattner. <laughs> I think you actually commented. I, did comment. <laughs> I confirmed that. Yes, you are. <laughs> so go look me up on LinkedIn. I, you know, add a little note when you send the connection request because we all get so many of those connection requests. But other than that, you can reach me. My email is anthony at modernmedia.io. And then our website is modernmedia.io. I try to publish a lot of LinkedIn content about ads, best practices, I know as I've learned it over the years, it's just not much out there for like learning LinkedIn best practices and especially in the advertising side of things. So I've done my best to publish content and to share you know, stuff that we've learned and some best practices. So our blog has a couple articles on you know, ad copy, ad creative that we see work well and targeting stuff. So um, feel free to go check that out. But Yeah, yeah and, and I'd also highly encourage people to check out your website because there is a ton of really good free content on there as well take advantage of it and reach out. I mean, like I said, I'm in the early stages, but you've given me a lot to think about. And I know there's opportunity and it's just, sometimes it just takes one person to introduce you to the, I mean, it's not even a concept, but just that the value and that, that what's out there and if all my B2B audience definitely, you know, take this to heart, especially as you're looking to invest your marketing dollars and expand beyond your own network. You know, this could or should be the, you know, the platform that helps you do that. So. Anthony, again, thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Like I said, once we get some more of these updates, we'll have to have you come back on and you know update the audience on you know what's next for LinkedIn as well. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Brett. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Thanks.